Would you like to tell us something about yourself? Tell, tell. My Talk 107.1 is KTMY FM HD1, Coon Rapids, St. Paul, Minneapolis. I have some news for you, folks. folks. Top of the hour, dirt alert time. Dirt alert, dirt alert. Three quick stories from the world of entertainment and pop culture. I, I thought I would alert you to something, something. On My Talk 107.1. This is what's going on. We got some casting news as it uh, regards the new Amy Schumer comedy coming to Netflix, Kind of Pregnant. We, talk, we talked about this movie. Dawn was on a ghost hunt at a haunted LA Fitness where Brad was doing CrossFit all alone. His squats opened a wormhole and that's what led them here. The trap inside a magic studio. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Bradley and Dawn. A Mike Ganger production. Welcome to the show, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. What a beautiful Thursday here in the Twin Cities. The sun is shining, the snow is melting, and we are going to have a great show today. And we have a topic we're going to start with that's a little confusing and some updates on Wendy Williams' health. What is going on with Wendy Williams, Dawn? Where is Wendy Williams? Where is Wendy Williams? Where is Wendy Williams? Where is Wendy Williams? Uh, I always wanted to have Rocco do, Wendy, are you okay? We might have actually had him do that at some point because it has been about two and a half years since Wendy Williams left her eponymous showgram. And in the intervening time, we have no idea what's been going on with her. Clearly something. Well, we know that later this month, a.k.a. next week, we're about to get a documentary. I think at the beginning of next week, right? February 24th on Lifetime. What is Oh, that's this it's weekend. Where is Wendy Williams? So that's Saturday. Uh, so we knew this documentary was coming, this Lifetime documentary. It indicates they're going to go there. Well, now, because of People Magazine, thank you, we're starting to get the story behind the documentary. Because whoever's behind the documentary, obviously, they're doing some PR. She, in fact, is the cover story of the next issue of People Magazine. And it all surrounds this documentary. And it sounds like this documentary, uh, they decided to do it, or at least the the story they're telling is that they decided to do it to talk about her comeback. Right. Her podcast she was doing. So they started filming her. Yeah. So they were going to follow her around for this comeback. She's going to come back from T. Well, as they're doing it, they're like, um, um, something's not right here. Mm-hmm. And the family members that were a part of this, Anyway, so they decided to shift track a little bit and be like, okay, like let's turn this into a documentary about what's going on with Winnie Williams because we're not quite sure. And oh, by the way, there's a lot of family that has serious concerns. And they lay those concerns ahead of the documentary out in this People exclusive where they talk about, uh, and this is for the first time on the record, quote, shocking and heartbreaking struggles she's had over the last three-ish years. And they actually go on the record, including her niece, uh, Alex Finney, who is in this documentary, again, that premieres this weekend, quote, it was shocking and heartbreaking to see her in this state. Well, they raise a lot of questions in that documentary. We're probably not going to get a ton of answers in that documentary, but I think that questions are the purpose of the documentary. Mm. Does this sound familiar to you? Um, 
Think about celebrities. Well, Britney. Thank you. Conservatorship. Thank you. Let me give you one of these. Because the documentary is going to ask a bunch of questions. And I think by the end of it, we're all going to be, what's going on with Wendy? Where's Wendy? Wendy, are you okay? Are you okay, Wendy? Right? Okay. It's interesting. That's the story we got yesterday that I was like, let's put that on the grid. Don, we're talking about it because the documentary is just around the corner. We're probably going to watch this this weekend. Yes. Uh, So they're saying that she has a form of dementia. Ah, ah, We we don't get to the good stuff just yet. Okay. Because that was the case last night. We didn't hear anything about what's actually going on with Wendy. It's this morning that all of the sudden, Dawn, a press release is dropped, which gives a diagnosis that you were just about to reveal. Yes. What is that diagnosis? It's frontal temporal dementia, FTD, which um, is a type of dementia that derives from your frontal and temporal lobes of the brain, and it affects your behavior, personality, language, and movement, and aphasia affects your speech. So yesterday, we saw this story about the documentary. This morning, we open up the internet, and uh, you, as did I, saw this story about the aphasia diagnosis. Well, that's interesting, Dawn. Why? Because that was not revealed in the People exclusive. That is not a part of the story that is in this People magazine. That is not the story that's in this documentary. Mm. This diagnosis that was talked about this morning was released as part of a press release. Now, remember, I said her family is talking to People Magazine. They're part of this thing. They're like, Wendy, are you okay? Are you okay, Wendy? Because, Dawn, there is obviously some conflict right now between Wendy's people that are around her Mm -hmm. and her family. And you need look no further. So the story you just talked about, references uh i think you got it from page six right Mm -hmm, yeah the diagnosis about the aphasia now aphasia we'll talk about that diagnosis in just a minute because i want to get there that's going to be familiar to a lot of people because of bruce willis and his diagnosis right so people will connect those two stories right i think i think that's what this press release was designed to do we'll get there in a minute that press release came from uh the people around wendy in fact quote Wendy's team. Now, I put a link to the actual press release, on. If you look in um, today's grid, mm-hmm. that's where page six got this story. The, the um, press release from PR Newswire, because that's usually where press releases get put up first, quote, also news provided by Wendy Williams. On behalf of Wendy Williams Hunter, her care team is sharing this very personal update with her cherished fans friends and supporters to correct inaccurate and hurtful rumors about her health. Okay. See, I thought that the documentary was going to bring that up because I saw like that was the purpose of it. There was, there were so many discussions about the end of her show and she couldn't get her words together. And the, you know, people were like, she's drunk. Essentially they were saying that. So you're saying that in the documentary, so they're, they're saying, don't believe this documentary. What's going on is this? That's a great question. I'm, I'm simply asking the same questions because when I saw it, because I think what, here's, here's what I'm getting at. I think what people are about to do is conflate some things. You have the Wendy documentary and the people story. 
this doc, this diagnosis and sharing of her very private, personal health condition yes. are coming from two different places, oh, okay. which I makes me from the same place, which makes me wonder why. And I am wondering if that there is a battle behind the scenes of those who are in charge of her finances, a.k.a. her guardian, because mm-hmm. if you read the people exclusive, she has a guardian. That guardian is unknown to us, and that guardian, uh, again, is not revealed in the documentary, but people have questions about who that is and if they are making the best decisions for her. So I think we're about to head towards a conversation of who's controlling Wendy Williams' finances if it's not Wendy Williams, and do they have her best interest at heart? So I think that's where we're headed because that diagnosis, like you, when I saw that, I thought, oh, that's just part of this further reveal. If you, again, just read where the press release comes from and read the information in People magazine, promoting those are two different things. Okay. And it seems very clear that those in her family who are concerned about her health are part of this documentary, which also raises questions. And the information about her, and feel free to read the whole press release, but essentially it just talks about how she is revealing this diagnosis at this time and she wants to do it to raise awareness about the issue. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say anything about where she is. It doesn't say anything about um, who is in charge of her financial situation. It doesn't reveal any of that information. In fact, it literally just says she has aphasia. We don't know that Wendy wants us to know that. That is simply what her team is, a.k.a. not her family, those around her, are releasing to the public. I feel like they're trying to get ahead of this documentary. Oh, I see. Okay, so this person who wrote the press release is from Ridge Hill Group. Um, So that must be her own personal side PR team. Or do you feel like she's even behind this press release, or is there a question with that? Well, again, we don't know who's in ch- like who her guardian is. Yeah, and her family is at saying that we don't know. Like the public doesn't have that information, and they're asking questions about it. So I'm like, that's interesting. It is interesting, and especially from the clips that I've seen of the documentary, where she's in. She looks just so upset and distressed and in a really poor state. You know, it's like, I hope they're not taking advantage of her in some vulnerable moments to crank out this documentary. Uh, yeah, I, that's not the sense, but I mean, we'll find out. But just sort of establish, like, look how, how bad off she is. We filmed this thing and we deserve to, you know, continue a conservatorship. But the two are separate. I think the people that are in charge of this, if there is a conservatorship, we don't know. There's a financial guardian uh, right now. um, And I guess I don't know exactly what powers they do and don't have over her finances. We know that she doesn't. I think that the documentary is asking, is trying to get us to be more concerned about what's going on. Okay, and I think that the people that are around her don't want us to ask questions. Okay, that's the impression I'm getting. So, who's putting on the documentary? Her family? It's the oh. people that were going to do this. It's like her niece, yeah. the people around her. 
Um, Kevin is in the documentary, Kevin Jr. But they, so, and at one point in the documentary, they say she went, a bunch of business people and her went into a courtroom. They came out and suddenly she's not in control of her life anymore. Oh, okay. So they're the ones saying we need to be asking questions about if Wendy is okay. Mm, okay. It's all really confusing. Um, so I remember, was it a year ago or something where she couldn't get into her own bank account? Well, that, yeah, that stems all the way back, I think, a well, over, years ago. well over a year where she, Wells Fargo essentially said, you're not able to make decisions about your own money. And she was like, yes, I am. Now, mm-hmm. whether she was or not, it was for a court to decide. Yeah. Her family is saying people went into court essentially arguing that she couldn't take care of herself. And when she left court, there was a guardian in place and we Mm. don't know who that guardian is. This is all just to say there are a lot more questions than answers. And I think that the release of that medical diagnosis was an attempt to get ahead of this documentary that's coming out. Who benefits from that? These are still questions we all have. Well, I'm definitely going to be watching this on Sunday just to see what the documentary has to say and then compare notes to the press release and, you know, revisit this on Monday and see, you know, where we are and what we think about who's. Oh, God, absolutely. This I'm, I, I it just smells very, very familiar. Mm-hmm. And by familiar, I mean, it smells very, very much like other conservatorship situations that we've seen, a.k.a. Britney Spears, a.k.a. Uh, Nichelle Nichols. There are people who, yes, that was when there's lots of money and when, you know, it's always when there's lots of money. It's, you know, and the aphasia, by the way, this is a diagnosis that came out in this in this press release. That's a whole separate conversation, which we'll have at some point, because that to me is separate from other issues that she was clearly having in the public. And they were talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, And by the way. We still don't know where she is because she's allegedly in some facility. Right. But we don't know where or why or what kind of facility. Oh, man. So, Wendy, are you okay? We hope you are. Yes. And we hope we learn more this weekend. We'll certainly be talking about it on Monday. That is for darn sure. That's right. And when we come back, Mike's going to have all the latest from Hollywood right here on MikeBait.com. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com hi everybody this is adriana trajani i'm the host of you are what you read i have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now we get everybody from sarah jessica parker to Kristen hannah mitch album Susie essman craig ferguson Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. 
Well, we've got another addition to season four of Only Murders in the Building. Oh. We know Meryl Streep will be back. We know Molly Shannon is set to appear. And now we know that Eva Longoria is going to be a part of season four. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. oh, gosh. Okay. That's great. It's. I don't know if you remember this, but my boyfriend gets People magazine and he looks for Eva Longoria. That's right. Oh, because yes. she's well, always in it. She's going to be in Somewhere. the Only Murders in the Building and I'll perhaps in the know. next issue of People. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's the big news. Of course, uh, that season is uh, just going through the process of uh, getting the cast figured out. They'll start shooting it and it'll be appearing uh, next year probably. So, there you go. Oh. I love it. And you know there's going to be someone that we don't don't know about. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. here for all of the uh, the people who've been mentioned with especially Meryl Streep being back. Uh, one show that I know a ton of people are super excited about, The Boys. Season 4 has mm. set its premiere date on Prime Video. July 18th is when the first episodes of this uh, eight-episode season uh, will get started. I need to start making a list of all of these drops. Like, seriously, just a calendar of when everything drops so I can plan accordingly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you uh, into the... Into the boys, uh, I am watching into that the show. Boys. Okay, sounds That's good. Right. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I haven't yet jumped <laughs> what in. What is this about? Oh, this God. is that like very well, you can explain it. You've seen it. It's like, um, it's like a world where superheroes are a thing and accepted. Um, but it's uh, it's sort of like a dramedy, it's the seedy side of some of these superheroes that have powers mm-hmm. and what it would be like if they were involved in a corporate world where like people were managing their image and things like that. Oh, okay. It's kind of a cross between those things. Superheroes. Pretty graphic, They're just like you and me. Pretty, um, pretty, yeah, pretty graphic. You're going to see things, yeah. <laughs> superheroes that have some really big powers. Yeah. Oh, there's hey. powers that are beyond <laughs> like big butts and they cannot lie. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so uh, that is uh, coming out. And again, I have not heard one person who's seen it and doesn't love it. Like, yeah. whether they're a superhero fan again? or not. This is a Prime, Prime Video. Prime Video. Yep. So there you go. I'll that is uh, off. That is going to be uh, coming up July 18th. Uh, we've got a new game show on the way for Fox. It is called Quiz with Balls. Oh, well, gosh. Okay. Like my life. And from, Quiz with Balls. From Saturday Night Live, Jay Farrow is going to be the host of this show. Okay. Are they throwing balls while they ask you questions, or what's going on? The way I understand it, each episode is going to feature two families competing for $100,000 in what they call a battle of the balls. And it's going to be a combination of high-stakes quiz questions and a little bit of large-scale physical competition. It sounds like a quiz show meets um, Wipeout. Oh, okay. Like, if you get the question right, oh, yes. the ball's going to fly at you and then at the last second not hit you. But if you get it wrong, it's going to hit you and you're going to fall into a gigantic pool. I mean, oh. look, slapstick comedy mm-hmm. is where it's at. Definitely. So there you go. Quiz with balls is on the way. <laughs> I used to love that show, Wipeout. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's hard oh, yeah. not to laugh. And, Mark and Summers. Uh, one guy who wiped out and says uh, uh, that did not feel good is Sylvester Stallone. And he's actually opening up telling young actors... Don't be so prideful. Do not do your own stunts. Yeah. This was from uh, season two's premiere of uh, The Family Stallone. He was talking about the fact that when they were shooting The Expendables, he actually was the director, but he was also acting in the movie. And he said, we were doing about take 10 of this scene where the professional wrestler Stone Cold Steve Austin tackles him. Right. And he said, on the fourth take, I land. And I just remember you could feel this loud bang. Steve even knew, obviously, a guy who... 
been around the wrestling business for a long time, probably knows when something's real. He said, I hurt my back. I ended up dislocating my shoulders, fractured my neck, and I've required seven back surgeries and counting since this event that took place like 10 years ago. That's terrible. It so, is. Yeah. As he's saying to young actors, don't, uh, yeah. don't do your It's not worth it. Unless you're Tom it. Cruise. You know, well, I think he's probably been to stunt school. He teaches stunt school. He Good old is Tom. stunt school. Yeah. He is stunt school. Yeah, well, you're going to pay the price then. So if I were them, I'd be like, uh, there are people who get paid to do this for a living. For sure. Please have your job. Please step and in. And I will be over here. And finally... Firecrotch has been removed. What? What? The new movie, Mean Girls, is out for digital release, and some they very, took out Firecrotch. Some very uh, keen fans who are watching it uh, noticed that when they do the montage scene, where in the actual movie that was released to theaters, Megan The Stallion says, "Y2K Firecrotch is back." Of course, a line that a lot of people thought Lindsay Lohan was very upset about. That line has been removed from mm-hmm. the digital release. Oh, you know what? That's the great thing about digital releases. Mm-hmm. If they kind of screw up and they get bad press, you can just take it out. Absolutely. Uh, Mike, we don't have to take anything out of your dirt alert. Thank you uh, for everything in today's Big Fat Hollywood Update. When we come back, you got any blind items? I do. Wonderful. We've got a whole half hour of blind items. It's called Blinded by the Items. See what we did there? It's a whole show within a show, but only on the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Right here on My Talk 107.1. And the Ad Council. I'm I'm Bradley Trainer and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner. L.L.C. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain, and this is Blinded by the Item. Blind items are celebrity gossip with the names left out. Together we'll play detective to figure out what the item is telling us about our favorite celebrity. Well, Wendy Williams, um, her health has been in all the news this morning, uh, just about what her conditions could be. There's a documentary coming on February 24th with the Lifetime channel, and there could be some contradictions there. So we'll have to see. That's this weekend. So we'll have to check that out and get an update on Monday. Oh, yeah, I think a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people have been concerned about Wendy Williams for the last couple of years, and now we're finally going to get some indication of what's going on. But just as we're about to learn that, another part of her team sets out a uh, memo that contradicts some of the things that allegedly we're going to see in the documentary. Yeah, pay attention, people. It could be just one big blind item, right? Oh, I bet this will be in the blind items. In fact, I'm surprised we haven't heard anything about this particular story, but maybe we will. Uh, in today's episode, yeah. that's on Mike. <laughs> it's on pressure, me, Mike. perhaps. We'll see. You guys want to do some line on yes. Let's do it! Let's do it indeed. Let us get it started here with this one. The rumored romance between this A-list actress who's been in some massive movies recently and this climbing the ranks actor was indeed arranged. It's convenient for both of them, and for obvious reasons, especially for the guy she's actually hooking up with, her A-list co-star. Oh, okay. So we've got a rumored romance between an A-list actress who's been in some massive movies recently, and a climbing-up-the-ranks actor, 
And they're saying that romance was arranged. It's convenient for both of them, but it's also convenient for the guy she's actually hooking up with, her A-list co-star. Oh. Um. So I would imagine Sydney Sweeney is... uh... It's a very good guess. Oh. Is this Florence Pugh? Yep. What? Who's Florence? Yep. And she's hooking up with someone from Dune. Maybe. Ooh. Timothy Chalamet. What? We got there. Good job, oh Don. Oh my god. You guys cruised right through that one. I was uh that's very impressive. Well, it and it read just like Sydney it Sweeney sure and did. what's his name? Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell, yeah. We've uh, got a we've got a copycat. According to the blind items, the rumored romance between Florence Pugh and Paul Mezcal is indeed arranged. It's convenient for both of them for obvious reasons. It's also convenient for the guy who she's actually hooking up with, Timothy Chalamet. (laughs) Okay. Again, this is a blind item, but... You never know. That could lead to, you know, a publationship between Kylie and Timothy all along, which we kind of suspected because it just didn't look natural. Yeah. You know, anytime oh, they were yeah, hanging no, out together, it's like really weird. 100%. Yeah. Like, take that to the bank. Okay. Well, I just want to like experience the flow versus the Kardashian family of what that would create. Oh that would my be fun. gosh. Yeah. Florence Pugh would be enemy number one. Mm hmm. Gosh. Well, and then you know who's going to immediately, and you know who would immediately accept her? Taylor Swift. She'd become dun, a bestie. Dun, dun. She absolutely oh, would immediately right. become a bestie. <laughs> and we would have the greatest battle of all time. That's true. So yeah, according to this, of course, we saw Florence Pugh and Paul Mescal. There were rumors that they left the Baptist together this oh, weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And very visually and very uh, obviously left together. And I think the blind item is implying that uh, that was probably done on purpose. That was trying to take attention away from the truth. Now we have heard, and again, I don't know, but we, we've heard that... Florence Pugh and Timothy Chalamet are extremely close as friends. Like they do everything together. They Shower? Love, they well, I don't know about that much, but oh, believe the blind item maybe. But yeah. it sounds like they are very, very, very close. And uh, there was actually a story I believe that said in Dune Two they had to be separated because they're both so like practical jokey. That, oh, so people, that they were causing a ruckus. They were basically causing issues oh, filming no. the movie because they were always just playing you practical too. jokes. Like, and you gotta be serious. Right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I no. love that though. I mean, you gotta have somebody <laughs> like that uh, at work. Otherwise, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, all those long hours are just sitting there waiting between takes. Yeah. Gotta yeah. have some fun. So there you go. You guys crushed that first one, rolled right through it. Nicely done. Let's do another one. All right. See if you get this one that easily. This A-list celebrity is calling their ex unfaithful, which is pretty ironic. Did they forget about the woman he shared with his A-list actor slash director buddy? Oh. And I'm sure that was the only one. Oh. So we've got an A-list celebrity calling his ex unfaithful, which is ironic. Did he forget about the woman he shared with his A-list actor slash director buddy? And I'm sure that wasn't the only one. I mean, I feel like, is is it possible? This isn't Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Uh, it is not Matt Damon. But it is Ben Affleck. But it is Ben Affleck. Uh-oh. So then who's... But he's... Is Ben Affleck the buddy? Yes. Okay. He's the A-list actor slash director buddy. 
So we're looking for an oh, A-list celebrity yeah. okay. who's calling his ex unfaithful, which is ironic. Did he forget about the woman he shared with his mm. buddy, Ben Affleck? Oh, boy. This isn't a Kevin Costner thing, is it? It is not. The oh, actor Tom, slash director oh. is Ben Affleck. Okay. So, it, so we're just looking for an A-list It's not celebrity. JT, is it? It's not JT. It's not you Tom said- Brady? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you said celebrity, which indicates not actor. And you said the other part of it, Giselle as well. Yeah. That rhymes. That's fun. Um, Giselle as well. Giselle as well. That's Let's read blog. through this blind item here. Uh, again, Tom Brady is, uh, there's some sources maybe saying he's calling uh, and saying that uh, the relationship between Giselle and her jujitsu trainer may have begun before those two split up. Oh, yeah, they're saying, because there was this date of like, oh, they started falling in love in June of 2023. And then, uh, you know, a source from Tom Brady said, just change that date there to 2021. And it's accurate. Now, the blind item goes on to say, did he forget about the woman he shared with A-list actor slash director buddy Ben Affleck? I'm sure that was the only one as well. Do you remember that? Picture? No. Well, it was the, I believe, nanny for Ben Affleck who uh, took a private ride on Tom Brady's pl- private jet somewhere. <laughs> and he was wearing all of more. He was wearing all, she was wearing all of his Super Bowl rings. Mm-hmm. This was like 10 years ago, I think. And Giselle was asked about it. She's like, I have no idea why. Oh, my God. She's gosh. riding on his private jet. <gasps> so there's some, Shady. there's some rumors that uh, the guys we saw in the Donkeys ad might have. Uh, What's good, for the, else. what's good for the goose might have been good for the gander. <laughs> Possibly. Or what was good for the gander might have been good for the... I don't know. You know what I mean. We do. So. Free donuts for life. There you go. <laughs> Just keep your mouth shut, honey. <laughs> Discount on coffee. Yeah. So there you go, Tom. Don't... Uh, don't, Don't do be throwing if, stones exactly. if you have a history. There you go. Uh, let's do another one here. You guys are cruising right along today's blind items. This way back in the day, a minus list TV actor is trying anything to snag some sort of relevancy. He is going after the A plus list with a massive loyal following. This uh, he's trying to make it political when in reality it's just racist. Oh, so we've got wow. a back in the day, a minus list TV actor who's trying anything to snag some relevancy. Okay. He is going after an A plus list singer with a massive loyal following. Mm. He's trying to make it political when really it's just racist. Well, could this be a Beyonce in the country music world? That yes, part? it can. You got okay. that story, right? Is it like somebody like Scott Bayo or oh god that yeah. kind of like that yeah kind of he Ooh. checks a lot of the same boxes that old Scott uh, Bayo would check okay so back in the day uh, including TV like where star. you saw him do this interview oh right what okay nothing i'm just saying he checks a lot of the same boxes as Scott Bayo oh yeah 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 uh okay how about it's not like Kirk Cameron nope it's oh oh was he superman he was not oh god all the hits and okay who is it? This might not be at the tip of your tongue. You might. Uh, this is a this is a throwback. Does this person have an association with country music? Like, are, are they very loosely? Very loosely. The show was sort of a country show. There you go. The on show. CMT? The show was often on CMT. Okay. When I was in college, I always watched oh, it on okay. CMT. Reba. Nope. Well, Home Improvement. Nope. Oh God. Show is a little older than that. Oh. Green Acres? Nope. A little <laughs> younger than that. In between the two of those. Okay. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what is this show? 
The Waltons? I feel like I know, I don't know any, this is terrible. I don't know any of the actors' names, but I see the characters. What, what kind this, of characters are they? Um, it's like a family show, right? I mean, uh, it involves a family. It sure. involves a family. Um, it, it involves brothers. Hogan's, the Hogan family. No, no, no. The Hogan family. <laughs> much, Hogan earlier th- family. much earlier than that, brothers. it involves brothers. Brothers. Oh, uh, my two dads? No, I know. It's not <laughs> um, uh, so it was more of a, was it a drama or a, was it a drama? No. Was it was a sitcom? A, I mean, yeah, kind of a sitcom, okay. I guess. Yeah, it's more kind of a sitcom. Of a sitcom. Sure. It's a sitcom. The heck does that even mean? Okay. It has a unique genre. In the early 80s? Um, It was still on in the early 80s. I think it probably started in the... Started in Let the... The Jeff out. Foxworthy show. No, earlier than that. Uh, let me just see exactly. Not... Um, not uh, oh, what was that show called? It's final episode... Yeah, his final episode was in 85. First episode oh. was in 79. Fonzie. Nope. Happy days. <laughs> um. Okay. You heard from a prominent country music singer every single episode. Oh, it's that show with the 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 corn patch from the Grand Ole Opry. Hee-haw? No, it's hee-haw. not hee-haw. No, it's later than hee-haw. <laughs> but there was literally a country music singer. Were they an actor on the show? Nope. Okay. But they sang the theme, theme song. <gasps> Oh. About these two brothers who were just the Beverly Hillbillies. They were just some good, good old boys. Oh, oh Duke, Duke's Luke, and Duke. Hazard. Duke. Oh, Duke's and oh. Hazard. Just some good old boys. Yeah, well, it's probably. That's right. uh, and do you want to guess which one? Do you guys know the the two of them? I. Used yeah, to. Bo and Luke Duke. Yeah. So that was the the country western singer is one of them, the blonde. No, or yeah, that's the one. John Schneider. John, John Schneider. Schneider. John Schneider is uh, basically, let me fill in the blinds here. Uh, John Schneider is uh, doing absolutely anything he can to gain some sort of uh, relevancy. He is going after Beyonce, and uh, it's probably not wise with her massive following. He's making uh, it a political statement, but in real- reality, it's just racist. He's yeah. basically um, saying that she is a dog peeing on... He, she compared yeah. country oh. mu- or her song as a dog peeing on country music. Because she wants to just mark her territory in that world as well. Okay, obviously. I bet they didn't they say that about Taylor therapy. Swift. Yeah, no. or anybody else who and ended I, up with a country album. And I'd also love to reference. I believe it was Beyonce's mother who had a really awesome post recently that said, and it was a bunch of pictures and said, uh, "Western culture and country music has been a part of our family for years." She's from Houston, Houston and uh, there's pictures of her in cowboy hats and she was a little girl. They said they love country music. They've gone to whatever. So this has been a big part also, of her life. Nobody the entire questions time. Shania Twain's exactly. country roots. Yeah. Canadian lady. Yeah. Like so. I mean, it's just it's so blatantly what it is. But yes. And he went on a whole rant about a similar rant to what we're hearing about why Taylor Swift is relevant. Um, yeah. Okay. Making, Interesting it, making it political. Two very, very strong and successful yeah. women have really ruffled the feathers of some really not as successful men. Exactly. Yeah, and we didn't even remember your name. So sorry, John. Eee! Never one. meaning no harm. <laughs> I think you do mean harm.
Tom Wopat, by the way, is the other one. Yeah. Tom Wopat. The pride of Lodi, Wisconsin. Oh, is he really? Oh. I used to live just north of him. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's from Lodi. Did you ever they have see a statue him outside? To... Never saw him outside. Tom Wopat? No. Okay. Lodi has uh, their duck days. They have ducks. Ducks are a big part. All right. Oh. He never comes back for duck days? I don't think he comes back for it. Rude. Nope. Nope. All right. Let's do another one and move on to a blind item here. This is the throwback blind. Okay. So this is kind of fun. Throwback blind. This dual threat actor who's uh, break, excuse me, this throwback uh, blind is about a dual threat actor whose breakout came early on in his career. He has been a pain to work with. We've always heard the talk and heard the rumors, but now an award-winning director that worked closest with him is spilling all the tea. Apparently the actor's insecurity was only eclipsed by his mother's pageant mom tendencies. So we've got a throwback blind about a dual threat actor whose breakout came early in his career. Okay. He's a pain to work with. Mm-hmm. We've heard the talk and rumors about that for a while, but now an award-winning director is spilling the tea. Apparently the actor's insecurity is only eclipsed by his mother's pageant mom tendencies. Oh, God. Do we wow. know his mom? Um, like I she's not a famous person? I mean, she was at her for her time, but I don't think it's... I mean, maybe how throwbacky are we talking? Like the fifties? Nope. Um, this is more of a an eighties. The, the The movie that's in question that he did with this director is, um, I believe, a mid nineties movie. Ah. Hmm. Who's outspoken as a director that did movies? Uh, Quentin Tarantino. Nope. And the director is going to be a little harder to track down. Okay. You guys probably. I mean, I'm sure you know him and you know his work, but um, definitely not one of the tip of the tongue. Uh, director names we often think about. So we perhaps have an easier shot at the... You definitely have an easier shot at finding the dual Mm. threat actor whose breakout came very early in his career. And by the way, the movie in question was actually 1989. Goonies? Nope. Is this a... a, Oh shoot! Who's really annoying? Who who's just been a pill to work with on Community? I'm thinking not Bill oh, Chevy Murray, Chase. but Chevy Chase. It is not Chevy Chase. Okay. I would also say maybe dig into the dual threat. Okay, dual threat. So TV uh, Doogie Howser. Um, dig into what dual threat means. Like a musician actor. Um, TV and movies. Nope. I mean TV and movies slightly, but there's something else that's much higher on the list that. President? He's also known for no 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 still in in entertainment host no sports often when you say TV movies and radio star of stage, stage and, screen. and screen well so that makes me think Doogie Hauser but it's not it's not no, no. so a guy who's had a lot of Broadway. a lot of theater um, success as well. Tom Wopat from Lodi, Wisconsin. No, I bet he. No, he was on Broadway, though. I think, mm-hmm. but he's not the answer to this okay, one. Okay, but fine. He's not a uh, <laughs> trying really. He hard. did not have a breakout at a very young age. We all and did, have though. a very Who didn't um, have a teenage breakout. Pageant mom, um, stage tendency, mom, stage yeah. mom tan- uh, tendency. Uh, oh, okay. So he was on the stage. Uh, this dual threat actor whose breakout came early on in his career is a pain to work with. We've always heard this, the talk and the rumors, but now an award-winning director is spilling the tea. Apparently the actor's insecurity is only eclipsed by his mother's stage mom tendencies. A total eclipse by the mom. Turn around. Mandy Patinka. <laughs> <laughs> Every now Sorry. and then. Was, so yeah, was don't he focus on the mom. like a child actor, teen in the 80s? Um... 
I'm going to say yes to that question because he was a little older in his breakout role than I thought he okay. was. Oh. I Is thought this... he was a teen in the role. He actually was a little bit older. Tay Diggs? Nope. Okay. But yes, in the 80s, a huge breakout movie. Okay. You Break can even out. call it a cult classic. A cult Grease. classic. A movie people love from the 80s. Matthew Broderick? Yep. Oh, oh. good answer. You got there. Uh, and again, uh, there's really not much else to figure out because I don't know if you guys are going to get to Edward Zick, or no. Zwick, excuse me, who is no. the director of... Zero Chance. Yeah, he directed Glory, um, directed uh, lots of other... Um, Films as well. Let me uh, find the list here for you. But according to this blind item, again, it's a little bit of a throwback blind. He did The Last Samurai, Blood Diamond, Legends of the Fall. Um, oh. Ed, Ed, or, uh, Edward Zwick did a lot of very, very big time movies. Okay. He worked closest with Matthew Broadwick, and he is spilling the beans a little bit, saying or spilling the tea, saying that uh, the only thing worse than working with him because of his insecurity was the fact that his mother is uh, was stage basically mom. stage momming it and demanding. Re- She's a, she was a playwright. Oh, I didn't know that. Every time they got together, I guess mom wanted to see the script and wanted to add her own opinion. Ooh, I wonder if she did that for Only Murders in the Building, because wasn't he on this last season? I don't think she's any longer with us any longer, so I don't think she did that. But uh, yeah, she apparently did it for this movie. Okay, that's... mm, Yeah. Again, I wonder if he was underage or yeah, like th- no, he definitely wasn't because ninety. Because again, I think he was like twenty four, and that's the thing okay. that surprised me. I think he was twenty four when he did um, Ferris Bueller, and then this was five years later. Oh, okay. So mom. he was like 30, back off, I believe. What? Okay, I'd be like, no, mom. It, it's a fun article. Uh, look up the Edward Zwick article if you want to uh, okay. really d- dig that? deep into it. I don't remember where it was posted, but if you Google it, you'll we'll see it. it was an interview with him. Um, basically saying that he was uh, a real pain to work with during Love the it. days of the movie. Glory. I just saw a photo of the three of them. That is Sarah Jessica Parker, him and their child. Okay. I don't know how many kids they have, but this was their son. And I was like, uh, you know how like celebrities kids look like the age that you met the celebrity. Mm-hmm. It, I was like, this is weird because <laughs> I remember Matthew Broderick when he was probably the age that this kid is. Now. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm old. Yeah. Violet Gardner uh, or Affleck. I don't know what her uh, Jennifer Garner Gardner. Yes. Jennifer Garner's daughter looks a lot like her. I just saw a photo oh, yeah. of her with JLo yeah. and Ben. And I was like, whoa. For some reason, I thought you said Violent Gardner. And I was like, that sounds like a fantastic <laughs> horror movie. Violent Gardner. Violent Gardner coming to a theater near you. Let's do another one here as uh, it's a garden weasel <laughs> of death. The only thing that uh, uh, the only thing that uh, will be more annoying than political ads this summer and the fall will be commercials for this sequel. The budget is ballooning out of control, and the studio will spend whatever it has to to make sure this risky concept succeeds. Mm. Oh, risky concept. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a uh, the Ghostbusters, because nope. that's not risky at all. Everyone's going to see that. Yeah, bachelor party. Nope. The only thing hey, that's going to get uh, risky business. <laughs> Remake. Risky business, no. The only thing that will be more annoying than political ads this summer and fall will be the commercials for this sequel. The budget is ballooning out of control and the studio will spend whatever they have to to make sure this risky concept succeeds. Have we talked about this risky concept? Yep. Hmm. And it's a sequel, like direct sequel, like part two? Yep. It's not Barbie? Nope. Shoot. Did it come out last year, the first no. one, or relatively within the last five years? Within the last five years, yes. 
Um, I only I think. Might, go ahead. Is it a is is it a spinoff? No, it's a okay. sequel. Just a sequel. Okay. Yep. The only thing that will be more annoying than political ads this summer and fall will be commercials for this sequel. The budget is ballooning out of control, and the studio will spend whatever it takes to make sure this risky concept succeeds. Risky concept. Oppenheimer 2. Oh, God. No. No, we're not no. doing Electric that. Boogaloo. <laughs> um, oh, it was nuclear, but yeah. Yeah. Nuclear boogaloo. Oh, God. Let's move on, please. Uh, I'm trying to think of movies that were like, that's a one-off. Did this movie, the original one, happen just last year? Nope, it's last been summer. within the last five years, but oh, not five. last year. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. It was um, a few years ago, I think, a couple of years ago. Okay, was it it's, a comedy? No. Was, was it? Go ahead. Was it a musical? No. Sci-fi? Um, yeah. <laughs> More of a different genre, though. Thriller? Mm, no. Are we in the Star Wars universe? Nope. Okay. Oh, so not superhero? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh Folly Adu. You got there. Joker 2, oh. Folly Adu. Folly Adu. We're going to get really just slammed with a bunch of trailers. Let me fill in the blind here. Yes, exactly. The only thing that's going to be more annoying than political ads this summer and fall will be the commercials for Joker 2, Folly Adu. The budget has ballooned out of control, and the studio is going to spend whatever it takes to make sure this risky concept succeeds. Remember, this is the movie that is going to be filled with music, but the cinematographer says it's not a musical. Mm. Because... Musicals don't sell. That's why they're saying it's not a yeah. musical yeah. when it's really a musical. Well, good luck to them. It's Lady Gaga is going to have fun. Um. Yeah, I think I I have more hopes for it. I guess I I don't see it. She's not doing an accent. I don't think so. We're not in that <laughs> land. Um. Don't and, put. I like. I would be very careful because I feel like Lady Gaga will overcomplicate whatever role she's given. Okay. As talented as she is, I feel like she's going to be like, what if I do an accent? And they're like, mm, are you right. sure? Because you're going to sound Russian. But oh, keep wait. In, keep in mind, she is doing the role of Harley Quinn. Right. I mean, so I don't know what that means. Can you tell me? Oh. Well, Harley Quinn. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, no, no, no. Go. She go has ahead, a yeah. very like, um, just her whole character is very bizarre and very out there and very whatever. So like you could do got a lot of real with, estate. Exactly. You could do anything yeah. with that character. And I think you could pull it off and have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. It's about I, like I, a doctor scientist who kind of loses her mind. Yeah. She's like, yeah, she's, she's basically Joker's therapist and then falls in love with him and then uh, dives into his universe with him. Got it. And she's uh, like a sidekick. I love Joker, the Joker. I think it was an incredible movie, and I think this one's going to be fantastic too. I'm I sorry do too. Well, yeah. Again, I I, I don't blind mind. items think you're wrong. Well, no, the blind items aren't saying anything about the quality of the movie. All they're, they're saying, saying is that the budget has bal- ah. ballooned out of control because now the budget is at two hundred million dollars. That's true. That perhaps it won't make the money back. That doesn't mean it's not going to be a good movie. Although the first one is the only rated R movie to ever make a billion dollars. Wow. So That's who knows? Crazy. But we'll definitely see some ads for it. That's you for sure. You know what? One just, I, I'm tired of seeing the Challengers um, trailer. Zendaya, yep. And Josh Connor from The yep. Crown. Um, it's it's a tennis movie, and I feel like I've seen that every time I go to the movie. Oh, I really? see that trailer. When does that come out? 
Ooh, April 26th. Yeah. Ooh, and we'll be done with it, hopefully. But Also looks months. good, but they are definitely uh, hitting <laughs> yeah. us over the head with it. Yeah. Well, we're also done with this episode of Blinded by the Item. Dear listeners, thank you for listening to this episode. If you want to listen to back episodes, you can do so to your heart's content. Wherever you download podcasts, like and subscribe. Tell all your friends about your favorite podcast that deals with blind items. Juicy bits of gossip. Uh, until tomorrow, you guys. This has been another episode of... Blinded by the item. Bye.